All right. Welcome back to Blue Brother Sportscast. My name is Caleb, and with me, as always, is Brandon. It has been a couple weeks um, because Michigan football ended. There were a couple final Lions games, and we were just kind of waiting. Potentially, we were optimistic for the dust to settle, but here we are on January 7th, and there is no conclusion for... Michigan football coaching as well as Lions coaching, but that's Lions isn't surprising. Michigan football is, um, I wouldn't say surprising, just label it more so as annoying. <laughs> yeah, easy to say. Yeah, the Lions really they won't make a decision until the you know football season's over with because they can't interview uh, coaches that are currently like in the playoffs. Yeah. And usually that's where that uh, that comes in with everything. So yeah, you always want some of the good ones. But um, yeah, so we're going to start with Michigan football. We're going to talk about Lions football then before we end. This is just a discombobulated conclusion to 2020 football uh, for the Lions and the Wolverines. I mean... You know, considering that now, uh, well, I'm not going to I'm not going to get into that yet. So we don't forget. I always try to get the voicemails in at the beginning <clears throat> because otherwise I will probably forget later. And since we're going to be starting with Michigan football, we will go ahead and play the two voicemails that we got for you guys here. So let's bring that on up. Here we go. What's up, fellas? It's me. I'm going to get right into it. So today is January 2nd. A lot's happened since you all <laughs> left. Uh, first things first, Josh Gaddis. I'm pretty sure he's screaming OH in his living room since he was advocating for Ohio State to get to the playoffs. By the time y'all play this, I'm not sure when it comes. I hope that bum is out of a job in Ann Arbor. I don't know. I do I do believe that um, Joe Moorhead is coming to Michigan uh to be the offensive coordinator slash co-offensive coordinator. So, um, I don't know. That that game is today between Iowa State and Oregon. Um, so, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But, but I hope I hope Gaddis is gone by the time this is this plays. If not, I hope he's close. But as, of, as it stands now, Harbaugh is still the coach. Um, not sure what's taking so long with the extension. I think that it's a bad look. Him waiting so long. I hope he's at. I hope by the time y'all play this, I'm not sure whenever be he'll be he'll be gone too. I'm I'm, I'm just done with Harbaugh as well. I mean the guy, ugh, man. But but you know Don Brown is gone. Thank God. Sean knew all those guys. Get them all out, man. All of them need to go. I'm watching um I'm watching Matt Dudek do his do his thing. I'm watching the NBC um All American Recruiting Selection Show and Matt Dudek doing what he does best. Not getting anybody above a three star, um, so that's always fun. So, so um, Ohio State just beat Clemson last night. Um, sick and tired of that, but like I said, I know Josh Gaddis was happy. If you're listening, Josh, oh, you can finish the rest of it, you clown. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I just, I hope that Michigan gets gets um, gets it together. I know Jay Harbaugh is no longer going to be the running backs coach. That's that's good because he never should have been the running backs coach in the first place. If he's the running backs coach, then I should be on the on the staff. And I I've never played running back just like he hadn't, and I'm just as qualified. 
So hopefully Mike Hart. Uh, hey, a lot of rumors are out there. Mike Hart's supposed to be coming. I don't know. Um, you know, uh, you know, Moorhead, Tim Banks, a lot. I don't know. Matt Campbell's supposed to be the head coach. I just hope by the time you all play this, we have some clarity. And um, Jim Harbaugh would have started using common sense and either signed or just moved on because a lot of this stuff just doesn't make any sense at this point, man. So miss, I miss y'all, man. I miss, miss the shows. I miss, I actually miss the voicemails too. My, not mine, but voicemails from other people. Some of these Michigan fans seem to be content with three losses, four losses. I'm never going to be one of those guys because Michigan can be better, and I've seen them better. We just got to get to a point where where people and I'll, I I want to make sure I can say this that they start hating Ohio State as much as Ohio State hates Michigan, and and not guys like Gaddis. Go blue. All right, Stephen. Thank you for the voicemail. Uh, we do have another one following up, but yeah, I uh, I kind of forgot about that Gaddis thing. Yeah, because um, it's been a little while. So, yeah, that, I mean, I, I, I don't like it. Yeah. Um, cause he, it was talking about with, um, gosh, I can't remember the specific details, but essentially like rooting for the big 10 rooting for Ohio state, you know? Yeah. Um, dumb. I don't like it. Um, I wasn't, uh, as upset as some people were, but I mean, you know, to each their own, but I definitely don't think there would be a positive way to react to that, to be like, oh, yeah, oh, good. Because exactly, <laughs> exactly as Steven was saying, you know, I mean, you got to you gotta hate them like they hate us. Mm-hmm. Or you got to hate them like they hate Michigan. But, yeah, it's, that was kind of a dumb thing. I Talking about clarity, gosh, I wish we were there. That's kind of why we were holding off. We were just like, oh, you know, w- one more day might make it. You know, supposedly mm-hmm. but we're not there. And I'll play more to say about that here um, after we're done with the voicemails completely. Because um, I don't want to go off on a rabbit trail and then forget to get back to this last one. So here we go. Yo, it's Stephen Brown, man. Twitter handle Illogical3, I think. Might have to change that because some of these lame Michigan fans be like, well, you're being illogical. Uh, man, just like lame, man. I don't even know what to say about those bums. Anyway, I hope this makes the show this week. If it doesn't, doesn't it better make the show next week. Caleb, it's going to be me and you, mostly me. But, man, for real, I just sat there and thought about something. As of right now, it's Wednesday night, 8.47 Central Standard Time. <clears throat> Jim Harbaugh still hadn't signed the contract. I really don't think he's going to at this point. I think it's over. I'm glad it's over if it is because – Man, you know, if, if if this is what it takes for that for that staff to leave, I'm all for it. Um, a lot of the guys that are there are gonna be transferring anyway, whether he stays or not. But I was just thinking about something. It's an interesting point I heard today that, you know, Michigan uh, even as we speak, I'm I'm looking at the Michigan basketball team, how they're performing, um, beating teams they're supposed to be, having fun. But I look at the football team and it's like you got guys who are willing to leave Michigan. Guys like Cam McGrone, um, Jalen Mayfield, guys who are not even projected to be third and fourth round picks for real. But they're so ready to leave the football team that it's astounding. And, and, and more, more is going to come out as the days go by. It's, it's just telling. Like that's, The reason I want Jim Harbaugh gone for real is that despite people saying 
Jim Harbaugh is not being allowed to coach or be who he is by the administration, which is not true. Um, because if you win, you can you pretty much write your own check. Um, if that he seems to have quit, have given up. It seems like it. it seems like his heart in the NFL. He's not answering questions about the NFL and staying in Michigan like he did in the past. It's like, well, I'm the current coach, and and that's just it. He was fervent previously, but back to my point, it seems like guys are just willing and ready to get away from this guy. They're willing, they're ready to get away from the program. I guarantee you, since he's been there, if you took a, an honest poll of the of the guys that committed to Michigan, I guarantee at least forty percent of those guys would be like, I I, I wish I would have gone somewhere. I guarantee it. Um, this staff has done those guys no justice. This staff has done the fans no justice. They've alienated players, former players alienated the fans. And now I know what people were talking about when it says Jim Harbaugh wears out his welcome. I used to think people were just saying that. No, he does. He wears out his welcome because of who he is. And now he thinks it's about him. And Ward Manuel probably needs to go too because what's being allowed to happen is just stupid. But I just wanted you all's opinion on that, man. Like, like players so willing to just get away from this program, even if they're not projected to be high draft picks. Go blue. All right, Stephen. Thanks for both those voicemails. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. So the Jim Harbaugh situation and then players leaving early. Uh, well, is there a part of that you want to start with, Brandon, or one over the other? Oh, man. Yeah, you know, I, I'm i kind of questioning why some of these guys are leaving for the draft early as well. Um, I mean, there's been some that have been surprises. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the last couple of years, and then there's guys that definitely shouldn't have left or left like uh gentry was one of them still scratching my head about that one uh yeah i don't really understand like that's got to be something with the coaching they you know maybe there's going to be a big change and they're they know that and they want to get out so but yeah you know as far as the him comparing the basketball team i said something to you uh in message the other day that or was it? It was earlier today, wasn't it? I said seven days into 2021, and Jawan Howard has beaten more ranked teams than Harbaugh has done in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, as far as him not being able to coach exactly the way he is, Stephen makes a good point. Like, if you're uh, winning games, you could pretty much write your own checks. Yeah, and I think that was kind of the thing, too, where if 2016, if he had been Ohio State and had been going with that and everything, that that would have been the case, you know? That that kind of would have been more of that circumstance. I'm being like, hey, you know, you're doing what you need to. But as everybody goes back to you, that was kind of like the the pivot point in all of this. Oh, so um, live update here. I got a text from Craig. It says, Harbaugh, five-year extension. Uh, Maybe. As I said right before we were recording in the past, in the 30 minutes before, um, yeah, all, all I'm seeing is that they're nearing a deal. All the Michigan reporters are saying it, that it looks like there's going to be something finalized probably tomorrow, but I don't see anything that says confirmed. So, 
<sighs> would be about right though, wouldn't it? Yeah. Maybe Jay maybe Jay Harbaugh will be our offensive coordinator. <laughs> and then Steven can have a belt down for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I'd be right there with him though. <laughs> for that oh. meltdown. Oh, for sure. But yeah, as far as like the players leaving, yeah, I mean like it's been there's been weird we've talked about it for years. I mean about just the weird situation at overall like players leaving early for the nfl players playing time being questionable like why certain players are getting playing time and others aren't uh just performance based uh just so many weird questionable things that it does not look good does not look good for the program but specifically the coaching staff Mm -hmm. so i'm probably not going to linger to uh any longer on the player situation just because I feel like well, obviously kind of the bigger story is Harbaugh and everything. I just, so as I've said, I've liked, and I'm like, you know, I've liked Jim Harbaugh. Um, you know, I, I wanted it to work out, but you know, I mean like when it doesn't work out, yeah, I'm fine with the idea of like cutting somebody loose. I mean, uh, not like I'm friends with Jim Harbaugh or anything. I don't really understand those some of those people who feel like there's an emotional connection and they might have like a sob fest when a coach leaves, <laughs> um, especially when it's not a successful one, yeah, or overly successful. However you want to label that, but I mean at this point, you know he came in and I believe that he had Michigan's best interest. Um, whether, you know, he was successful at accomplishing things or not, but this whole thing with his extension, I think is really stupid and lame because mm-hmm. I mean, this was supposed to go on, you know, that was announced, oh, man, I can't. It was announced before the early signing period, uh, early signing period, which was December 16th, that Michigan was not going to be playing against Iowa um, for that final game of the season. Yeah. And so it's like, that's how long we've essentially been looking at for an answer to the whole Harbaugh situation. And it's just, you know, at the beginning, it was kind of like, all right, makes sense. There's some questions and everything and all this other stuff, you know, probably didn't want to start discussions earlier to distract and take away from the possibility of, you know, playing your final three games, which wound up being canceled. Yeah. Um, But now here, here we are, you know, it's the 7th of January. And that was back like the 14th of December. And the longer it goes on, the worse it looks. And, like, think about the situation that it's putting in. um, Like, I can't imagine how stressful it would be under normal circumstances being uh, a college coach. Not, like, just any coach. Like, coordinator, um, special teams, quarterbacks coach, anything. Because, you know, I mean, you could lose your job at any given time. Mm -hmm. But then to be in a situation like this where... Your 
having it extended that period where you're waiting and in question, like what, I mean, uh, what did they say? Is it Monday that all the assistant coaches contract or not all, but a lot of the coaches, uh, contracts end. Yeah. I think that's what it was is Monday. Yeah. So what, I mean, gosh, the stress and everything, because it's just like you're waiting so long, and then all these other open positions at other colleges are getting filled. Mm-hmm. So you're just completely sitting... dragging their heels. Yeah, totally. And it's like unfair to uh, the other coaches. It's unfair to the student athletes. And it's just extremely poorly handled. Like, this is awful. In my opinion, uh, once it's gotten to this point, like, um, like I said, I, I understand, uh, understood a little bit of it and everything, but you know, I don't know. It's so, so what's it going to be if maybe Jim Harbaugh is sitting there and he's getting a couple interviews from some NFL, um, for some NFL jobs, but then those NFL teams also want to interview some of the coaches who are still in the postseason. Mm-hmm. So is he going to sign it? Because I've heard, where was it, that the buyout is extremely low. So what is, what if Jim Harbaugh gets a job offer later from an NFL team and he's just like, all right, peace, adios. Yeah, pulls up Bobby Petrino. Yeah, like I, I don't know if he would really go that far because I kind of feel like he's, he is the type of guy where when he signs, he's, you know, not going to flip like that that quickly. Yeah, he's got a little more integrity than Bobby Petrino. <laughs> yeah, but but honestly, like that's kind of, the more the longer this drags out and the way that this goes, I mean, it makes me it that pops into my mind, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I just, the whole thing is dumb. And then, because that goes back to, and I think I may have mentioned it, about, like, having Michigan's best interests in mind. And I've thought that and everything, but the way that this goes, I I don't, that grows smaller and smaller Mm -hmm. for all of those reasons. Like, he's not, this does not take into consideration, um, or highly at least, the other, the rest of the coaching staff and the student athletes for how long this has gone on. I don't keep up with all the other stuff that goes on with uh, other coaching searches and things like that, but I've not seen anything else quite like this. So. Yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on. It's getting to the point where. Well, you and I have said earlier in a season two that we're really not expecting Harbaugh to be gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kind of just expect him to put, finish out his last year because he's on his last year of his contract, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Next year is. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I, another. I just can't see a way that he signs a five-year extension. Yeah. Man, the whole thing. Like, I'm checking Twitter to make sure that there's not something more than what I saw before. But uh, 
I don't know. I mean, yeah, because then also, like, the longer this drags out, too, and everything, you know, Michigan's going to be missing opportunities to potentially hire other coaches. Mm -hmm. There's that, too. So, but it, uh, yeah, this, this, uh, here we go. I was thinking there because I was just like, there was one other thing that I want to say. Like, how bad would it be for Harbaugh? Like, it wouldn't be that bad for him to walk away. To be like, hey, you know, I recognize that I'm not the right answer here. Like, it's not, Michigan's not getting there with me. And for him just to walk away. And what if he doesn't get an NFL coaching job this year? That's okay, because guess what? He'll get offered one probably next year. Yeah, even if he doesn't get one this year, he might get offered a, like a, um, a studio job, you know, like Urban Meyer's got. Yeah, and that's but that's like the thing, you know, Jim Harbaugh is good enough, especially good at the and considered especially good at the NFL level that someone is going to come to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, worst case scenario would be that if he just walked away, that he might have a year off or you know a studio job or something, and then the following year he would have. Uh, if he didn't get an NFL offer, you know, he would get a college offer. Like people would be seeking him out and offering something. Maybe they wouldn't be amazing, but you know, people would still be knocking at his door. He's good enough that he doesn't really have to look for a job. A job will find him. So that's kind of like where I'm at this point where it's just like, dude, if it's dragged out this long and if you are really not, not committed, which, which that has shown like, it's obvious that he's not that committed, you know, giving a little bit of time at the end. I can kind of get that, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, but with how long it's been, it's obvious that he is not that committed. Uh, just wa- walk away, man. Take a year, do, mm-hmm. do a studio thing, do whatever else. I mean, you've got buttloads of money that Michigan paid you to not do a whole lot for the past five years. Um, or six. So t- take a year off and then get back to it. I mean, he's the, uh, he's a super competitive guy. I'm sure it wouldn't take him too long to figure something out. So yeah, that's, that's kind of my thoughts on that, where we sit now at 1130 PM on Thursday night, still waiting to hear a final thing. Yeah. So, um, and any other thoughts kind of with that right now or no, not really. Cause there's not really all that much to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, there's no news and you know, we're probably going to hear a lot more come Monday when those contracts run out. Yeah. And this was, and th- and we were expect hoping and expecting that this was going to be the final episode of the season. And I think it will. Because I think we'll, we're we're just going to walk away from this, and anything that happens after this, we'll just cover it when we, you know, pick up for 2021 season. Because at this point, I mean, like this is how I feel about the whole 2020 season. Like, you know, I'm done, <laughs> man. I'm I'm glad it's done. Uh, that's done and over. And so in my mind, 
I'm closing the book. And, you know, this whole Jim Harbaugh situation not being done, it's just like, well, I mean, like, they don't they don't care about us covering or anything, but just like in my opinion and everything, it's just like, well, uh, the pieces will all be figured out by the time before the season starts next year, at least. I mean, that's months away, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's pretty much that. I, yeah. There's... Yeah, I wish, I wish I had more insight and more to say, but, you know, until some bigger things happen and, you know, we get the kind of a scope of what's going to be next year, there isn't really much to discuss. Yeah, no, like I, I, you could talk about the potential of, oh, who, well, as uh, Stephen was saying, you know, Moorhead coming in for offensive coordinator and some other moves and things like that. And it's just like, I don't even want to spend time on it because I feel like I'm talking about recruiting because it's all like hearsay. Yeah, it's all hearsay, all speculation, like no idea. I mean, everybody who's there right now could all stay there um, and things like that. And so it's just like I feel at this time that's just kind of wasted effort. And I and I just like with how long this is dragged out, I don't want to spend any more time with it because it's all stuff that we've talked about before. So I think that kind of concludes most of it for Michigan. I mean, you know, quick – Recap for 2020 for Michigan, starting off with the win against Minnesota. Three-game losing streak um, started by losing to Michigan State, which was the biggest joke ever, and then barely beating Rutgers and then giving Penn State their first win of the season. Uh, I think it was their first win in the season. Whatever. Anyways, um, you know, to finish off with a final record of two and four. Just... Horrible, absolute garbage and everything. And so then next year in 2021, I don't even really feel like saying much because who knows where we're going to be with the COVID situation or the coaching situation. So all I have to say, though, is I'm not optimistic. Yeah. The only thing I'm optimistic for is being able to enjoy college football again. Not saying like Michigan's going to win all the time, but just from the standpoint of I'm I'm a little optimistic that I might be able to enjoy it because hopefully, you know, the COVID stuff will be better and the up and down of the season won't be so bad and hopefully games won't get canceled and I can spend a Saturday like I used to watching quote-unquote typical college football. Mm-hmm. And whoever's coaching Michigan at that point, Honestly, I I could kind of care less. <laughs> I'll be I'll be interested when that finally gets settled. Yeah. So, and on that note, we get to, you know, brighten up your day by talking about Lions football, right? Yeah, we go from one bad team to another bad one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know which one's in worse shape. Mm. Um I guess forever the Lions, but uh, I mean, at least the Lions aren't really expected to be that good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess a recap on their season: they went five and eleven, and now they have the seventh pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Jacksonville, the Jets, uh, the Dolphins with Houston's pick, uh, Atlanta. Cincinnati and Philly are all ahead of the Lions. 
So, yeah, I mean, it was, it was good to see Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn go. I was never really a fan of Bob Quinn. Um, I'm a really big NFL draft guy. And every single year I get excited to watch the draft and then like Bob Quinn to go out there and reach on every single draft pick. And it just, by the time like the third round came around, I just stopped caring. <laughs> I was like, okay, which person are we going to pick like way too early? Which uh, slow corner are we going to pick? Which big linebacker that can't cover are we going to take? Uh you know, he had a few decent draft picks, Kenny Galladay being the best by far. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you just got a bunch of like jabronis that nobody really wants. Jive turkeys. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess a really disappointing season and you know, really disappointing from the standpoint, too, that they have a lot of key free agents that haven't been resigned yet. Uh, the biggest one being Kenny Galladay. You know, he didn't really get to play much this season because he was hampered with injuries. But when he did play, like, that was a completely different team. Mm-hmm. The offense was completely different. And I think he's a guy that you almost have to resign. Uh, he's young. He's only like, man, what is he? He's like 24, I think, around there. Uh, don't quote me on that. I'm just taking a stab at his his age. Uh, but, you know, he was a, a third-round draft pick who, at the time, I didn't think was going to be really much of anything. But he really kind of surprised me. Even, you know, even just in his first year. You know, his first year, he didn't even get, like, 500 yards, but it was still more than I thought he was going to. And he showed flashes of potential and then the next two seasons he ended up with over a thousand yards and you know last year he led um the nfl in receiving touchdowns so Mm. you know pretty pretty impressive by that standpoint um actually he is uh 27 i didn't think he was that old uh, why? Why does that sound old? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's old for an NFL player. No, but then that means we're not, ancient. Not really. I mean, and once they start hitting thirty, that's usually when they get old. But he's right at kind of his peak. Uh, but definitely a guy that I would look to resign. He might be asking for quite a bit, but you know, I think he's I think he's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, along with him, they got Marvin Jones is another one too. See, um, Marvin's a little a little bit older. Uh, he's been around a few years, and he's a guy that kind of frustrates me at times. Uh, you know, Mar- Marvin's thirty, uh, but he's a guy that kind of frustrates me at times because he'll show like a few games where he's really good. Like you know, with Galladay being out, he really took a step and uh, kind of showed that he has the potential of being like a number one guy. He's always been kind of like that borderline, you know, one B one a guy where 
you know, he's not a true number one wide receiver, which I think Galladay really has the potential of being. Uh, you know, he ended up with almost a thousand yards. He had 115 targets, uh, 76 receptions, and 978 yards. Uh, he also had nine touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had nine last year as well. More yards this year than he did last year. Uh, he also played three more games, though. But, yeah, he really came alive kind of like in the second half of the season. First half of the season, like I've mentioned it almost every week that, like, where was he? He didn't really do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a guy that, you know, I I enjoy watching him, but I think it's about time for him to look someplace else. Uh, maybe another team could use him a little bit better. Or, you know, also I mentioned he's he's 30 years old, so... He's what probably you, a guy that I would move on to from since they're looking at a rebuild in front of them. What do you got against people in their 30s? <laughs> nothing, because I'm 34, so <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing against it. Uh, probably the next biggest name is Romeo Aguara. Uh, he is defensive end. He led the team in sacks. Um, he had 10 of them, so you know it with 11 tackles for a loss and 17 quarterback hits. Uh, he, man, he, that was kind of his breakout season. And, you know, it was a guy that they got from the Giants for, like, next to nothing. And I didn't really expect anything from him, like, at all. But, you know, he's really worked and become a really the only – pass rushing threat that the Lions had. You know, Everson Griffin, you know, he's older, but you know, he still showed some ability to get the quarterback to move. But Aquara is definitely another guy that I, I would look at too. Another younger guy. Um but I mean he's only twenty five. He had that breakout year so you know if you can get him for a decent price, I'd say resign him. Uh, God, outside of that, there isn't really too many, like, big names. Everson Griffin, but he's already, like, expressed that, you know, kind of really doesn't want to resign with the Lions. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, he's geez. getting older, so he's, like, 33. He's probably going to be looking towards trying to, you know, win a Super Bowl more than want to be part of a rebuild i mean Adrian wait Peterson wait wait win a super bowl or just win a make the playoffs or win a playoff game <laughs> no i'm saying he wants to go somewhere else so he can win a super bowl <laughs> well you would have to go somewhere else just to make the playoffs yeah <sighs> uh, yeah and i mean they got uh, speaking of older guys they got danny amendola he's 35 you got adrian peterson who's like 67 or however <laughs> 36. <laughs> I say that the guy's only like two years older than me, but whatever. It's still uh, so wild, dude. Like, yeah, that's how short their careers are. Well, no, I mean, like, I, I don't know why, but I always thought of him, Peterson, as being quite drastically older than myself. <laughs> you know, probably, like when, probably because we look like little boys compared to that dude. <laughs> true, true. He's a, a definition of a grown man. Um, 
Yeah, he has also expressed that he really wants something to do with a rebuild. He he does enjoy being in Detroit, but he said he made it clear that he doesn't really want anything to do with a rebuild. Yeah. So, I mean, at 36, can you blame him? Yeah. I mean, the Lions won't re- probably won't resign him, and he'll he'll land somewhere else. I mean, he's still a pretty good running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, he's shown that a few times this year and he's a guy like, you know, it's not as fast as he used to be, but he still runs really hard with a lot of power. Yeah. And his vision is like pretty much unmatched. Yeah. You know, he led the team in rushing with 604 yards and seven touchdowns. So it's, he'll definitely get a look somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But, you know, aside from that, not really too many guys that know, I mean, Matt Prater, but. A lot of times with kickers, they just re-sign him for like one or two years at a time. Yeah. How old's he? 80? Oh, Matt Prater? Oh, that is, he's 36. <laughs> Which, you know, kickers, they play for a long time. I think Jason Hansen was like 42 when he was still on the Lions. Prater looks old, though, man. <laughs> and he's just a couple years older than I am. Like, what? This is so weird. Well, if it makes you feel any better, Tom Brady's still older than us. Yeah. Not older than us. I'm probably going to start looking older than he does, though. <laughs> yeah, I guess if we had all that money, we wouldn't look as old. True. It's probably all that, like, what is that, like, facial cream mask stuff. And all those... the, the holistic medicine that he does. Yeah. Also, not having sugar or whatever. Yeah, that might be part of it. Yeah, probably the million millions of dollars. Um, yeah, I mean that's really all I got for the Lions. I guess you know they've been doing lots of interviews for coaches. Uh, defensive coordinator for the Forty ers is a big one at the top of the list, I guess. Uh, of course, there's still rumors of Jim Harbaugh, which I just can't see that happening. Mm-mm. And there's rumors that a couple NFL teams have reached out to Urban Meyer. For yeah. Um, the rumor is that the two teams that reached out were the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Lions. So no. be, he, I, I don't ever see him going to the Lions. I, I heard Jacksonville, and I feel like there is some um, weight to that one yeah well because jacksonville is like the perfect situation it's a young team Mm -hmm. that has playmakers on offense playmakers on defense and the first pick overall in the draft and they can get trevor lawrence yeah but he'll (laughs) probably what do the lions have he'll take justin fields no just kidding oh god probably (laughs) um i mean what do the lions have the lions have matthew stafford who is like you know reaching his mid-30s they have a couple good playmakers on offense. One of them is not even under contract after this season in Galladay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the defense is a dumpster fire. Yeah. And we just fired our defensive friendly head coach. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. You know, they're still looking for a GM as well. They interviewed a whole bunch of people with that. I don't. Really, no, I don't really have much faith at this time. Yeah, I, I don't know. When the when the Ford family's involved, there's not much hope to have. 
They are for hell yours. There's <laughs> a step. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, well, I can't even remember what we predicted for Lions for 2020. I feel like it was more than five wins. Oh, I don't remember. I'm sure we were both wrong. Oh, yeah. Well, pff, I mean, that's guaranteed. We should have kept track of that so that we could laugh at it. Yeah, we'll have to remember that for next year. I'll need to, like, take notes while we do our predictions at the beginning of the year <clears throat> and then save it for the end of the season. Yeah. So I know I wasn't – I remember not being too optimistic about Michigan football. Yeah. Uh, but I was definitely not that uh, – nobody saw that coming, so – uh, yeah, all right. I think that um, that is a fun-filled, fantastic episode to wrap up our conversation for the 2020 football season. That was just like Poop. as exciting as the <laughs> season was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my excitement level dropped quickly and never came back. Yeah. Well, for the Michigan season, I think it died for everybody after the Michigan State loss. For the Lions oh, season, for, sure. yeah. for the Lions season, I can't remember. Actually, I'm I can't remember what games they won. Where is their the games that Michigan won? Uh, no, the Lions. The games of the Lions won. They well, they beat the Falcons. They beat the football team. <laughs> And they beat Arizona. They beat Jacksonville. They How nice that they beat Arizona. I don't even know. I'm still scratching my head over that one. And Washington football team who made the playoffs. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, you know why they beat Chicago was because it was the first game after they fired the head coach. And so they want to give you false hope. They beat the Bears. The Bears. And they beat Arizona way at the beginning because they had to give you false hope at the beginning, too, because it's just like if they beat a crappy team, then nobody cares. But if you beat a somewhat good team, then everybody's like, oh, my gosh, the Lions are going to the playoffs. Yeah. The other team they beat was Jacksonville, but everybody beat Jacksonville. Yeah. Except for one team. Yeah. I think. I think I was probably I probably kind of gave up on the season or just, you know, just the whole thing of being like, yeah, you know, nothing special is going to happen this season. Probably in November after the losses to Indianapolis and Minnesota. Yeah, I'd probably say right around there. Um, yeah, it's funny. Jacksonville won their first game of the season against the Colts and then lost the next 15. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, at least we're not Jags fans. But at the same time, you could be excited that you're getting Lawrence as your quarterback. Yeah. Well, I do know this. I know for sure if it wasn't but the when the Lions lost in Indianapolis and Minnesota, I know for sure I was done when they got shut out by Carolina. Oh, yeah. That, like I said, yeah. I think I was done before that because I didn't even care to watch that game. My wife and I went and bought new furniture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I was like, eh, watch the Lions. Because they should have lost that game against the football team, too. Yeah. I was like, am I going to watch the Lions or should we go buy new furniture for the house? Let's go find new furniture. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, the only convincing one, uh, win that they had was against Jacksonville. The other ones were all one-possession games. So. Always, dude, always. Yeah. All right, well, that's that's that. That that concludes Blue Brothers Sportscast. It's the first uh, episode of 2021, but the last of the 2020 football calendar season, so... Any, anything to say before we sign off? And yeah, um, I would say to expect episodes to uh, come back in August. Yeah. And, um, you know, whatever happens with Michigan football, we'll address it at that time. And hopefully it'll be concluded by that. <laughs> Maybe we'll do like a draft recap episode or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yep. In we, the spring. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, we didn't do that this year because I think because of COVID, we were planning on doing some draft stuff and we didn't really do it. So, yeah, that's one of those things I got excited for the draft because usually I meet up with Craig and our friend Jason. Like, you know, we go to a bar or something like that and order wings and talk about how stupid the Lions are for reaching on picks and <laughs> or drafting another yeah. tight end. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I didn't get to do that this year. So it was a real damper on the whole thing. Yeah. So there there might be some uh, episodes sprinkled in and uh, throughout. So you could be on the lookout for that. But just with uh, stuff that I have going on for work and all this mess with Michigan football, I know that don't don't expect anything next week if anything concludes for the Michigan football uh, coaching situation. So. But yeah, and then here's to uh, 2021 season, uh, just from the aspect that I think it'll be good to kind of get things back organized. Uh, things will hopefully, fingers crossed, be more settled for me with work. I think that we'll be able to kind of get the podcast back to what it was in 2019 and a little bit organized and uh, take care of some of the rough edges again and Look forward to some, hopefully, okay football in 2021. Rock. Well, on that note, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us during the most messed up year of sports. And we hope that you guys have a good 2021, that the year is good for you. And we will catch you on the other side. So we'll finish off with Go Blue. Go Blue.